Holly G with the Golf Insiders. My very special guest is former PGA Tour player, 18 years on the tour, and one of the early analysts and broadcasters with the Golf Channel, 18 years with the Golf Channel, and four years now with Sirius Radio. Great friend, old friend that I ran into at the Players' Championship a few weeks ago. So great to have Mark Lai on the show. Mark, great to see you. It seems like a year since I've seen you, Holly. Oh, my <laughs> it gosh. It has been the longest drawn out. And, you know, the only thing I can relate it to is Bill Murray waking up every day. And it's the same song, second verse. Every It's Groundhog Day every day here because... Nothing to do. Well, we can still play golf here. We're playing golf in Southwest Florida. Yes. Uh, but it's like there are no obligations in life. You know, my kids are uh, doing homeschooling now on their computers. And it's like, okay, what am I going to do today? I have no work. <laughs> so it's really kind of fun. It's been good to, to kind of get away and just cut the ties of life for a, a little while and do some really cool things. Well, I know a lot of my friends in the media have been adjusting to this um, crazy new normal um, after, you know, the players shutting down and, of course, sports shutting down uh, around the world. And as I was saying before we started, I believe with all the with the lack of sports, there's going to be a record number of clean garages around uh, the country. Thanks to this pandemic and a lot of happy wives. That's right. And my garage was just cleaned uh, this past weekend. I was riding my bike as we're always, you know, I'm trying to get out a couple of times a day, you know, and it's a stay at home thing, but we can still play a little golf and we can, you know, do our individual exercises. So my buddy's down the street and what is he doing? He's got his cars out of the garage. He's sweeping out and I just, I said, David, you're making me really look bad now. And finally, I I acquiesced. I just said, okay, I got to do it. So as soon as I saw him doing it, I got mine clean, Holly. You'd I be love very it. Proud of me. I love it. I <laughs> so, love it. And man, it was a mess. So anyway, it's perfect now. So one thing I discovered was that you qualified for the 1984 Masters, and you finished tied for six probably your best finish in in a major championship during your career tell me tell me what you know what that was like your experience at augusta and also of course the news now that uh the masters will be played in november yes well let's go order of importance okay and uh the order of importance is that we haven't seen a major now since last july So uh, everyone's been starving for golf, period, I think. And now that we're having any major championships, you know, starting in, you know, I guess September or August, I guess we're starting the PGA in San Francisco, which is actually where I'm from, Harding Park. Uh, I'm so glad to see that still on the schedule. But Augusta in November, I I can't imagine what it's going to be like there. Uh, You know, it's always been rainy, kind of cold on the edge of springtime um, uh, in the past in April. 
And I think it's actually going to be pretty doggone nice in November. So I'm really looking forward to seeing it. Thank goodness they are having the Masters. I didn't think they were going to be able to pull it off. Um, but we'll see how the golf course plays, uh, what the weather's going to be like. Look, it's been no day at the beach in, in April because of the three times that I played in the Masters. Uh, you know, the weather has always been suspect. So we'll see if it's any better in November. I'm just really looking forward to seeing how the golf course plays, um, you know, because the grasses are different. They probably won't have the rye in there. They're probably going to still be on Bermuda uh, fairway. So we'll see what that looks like. But as far as my participation, uh, it took me seven years to get into the Masters. I started playing the Tour in 77, and I finally got in it after winning the Bank of Boston in, in 1983 at Pleasant Valley. And uh, I never played Augusta National until the week before uh, the tournament in 1984. And I was so psyched out after all my practice rounds. I said, I remember going to my caddy and saying, his name is John Springer. I said, John, we cannot compete at this place. You just, you know, it was just too edgy. It was, it was too different than anything I'd ever seen. Um, but you know something? The weather helped us out. It got rainy that week and the course slowed down and uh long story short i was I, I took a share of the lead actually i was leading by a shot going into sunday uh, over tom kite and uh, i ended up uh in the last twosome uh with tom kite and we kind of battled it out until ben crenshaw just basically boot stomped both of us and shot like nothing uh the last round but uh, crenshaw won it that year his first masters win and uh, it seems like just yesterday. It honestly does, and it was 1984. I can't even add up the years. Is it 35, 36 years? Um, but it's it, it's a place, Holly, that you've been to, and that place kind of haunts you as a golfer because it's that's about as good as it gets in, in the world of golf. Absolutely. Well, speaking about as good as it gets, last year we were watching an amazing you know, oh. renaissance of Mr. Tiger Woods. And, you know, which was just incredible, I think, for all of us in the industry, even as media, as fans, to watch Tiger win his fifth green jacket. What was it like for you covering it? Well, I will tell you this, is that even if you're not a Tiger fan, and there are still some out there that are not, I think we can find them under rocks or somewhere, somewhere. But even if you're not a Tiger fan, you had to love that whole story. You know, it was, you thought it was good enough that he won the tour championship. Uh, but then to follow that up with a win at the masters, that was just like too good to be true. And I think it was kind of like the perfect storm. Uh, and, and, you know, getting back to springtime golf in, in Augusta, which we always went through a lot of turbulent weather. It was all decided on the 12th hole. And, you know, of all the holes that we talk about, uh, you know, the 18th hole, the 15th hole, the 16th hole, the 12th hole was the pivotal hole of that whole golf tournament. We've seen guys in the past, Rocco Mediate had a chance to win, went for 10 on that hole. Weisskopf went for a big number there. We've seen Freddie Couples ball hold up uh, through the, Hanging on the edge. Hanging on the edge. We saw Jordan Spieth blow it that year, make an X on that hole. And then we watch ball after ball, Francesco Molinari, I think Kepka put it in the water, Finau, Polter. I mean, they just knocked them down. 
So I look at it as at the 12th holes being the pivotal hole and a Tiger being able to ride out the perfect storm because he didn't have his best stuff. I mean, on the 11th hole that day, the final day, he hit it right to right and had a little alleyway to the green on 11. And then he, he basically, after all the carnage in front of him, you know, he said, okay, if you guys don't want it, I guess, I guess I'll just kind of hang on and see what I can do. And, you know, he was able to do it. You know, it was just an incredible win. And uh, too bad we're not seeing him defend this week, but he will defend in November, which is going to be very cool. He will. And I think fortunately, though, we have a Masters that we are all very willing, happy, and excited to be watching this weekend. The replay yeah. will be a lot of fun. <laughs> That's right. I never thought of that. Yeah, the replay. You know, I started watching those replays, and I said, wait a minute. I've been there, and I've done I'm not going to watch it. But th this is one that I am going to watch this weekend. Uh, you know, I tried watching the Valspar, and I tried watching, you know, a couple of other tournaments. I said, no, no, no. I was there. I, I just I, – I need. it needs to be fresh. Uh, but the Masters is something else. I could watch replays of Masters, uh, you know, the Jack Nicklaus one. Uh, the one where Johnny Miller and Weisskopf just fell a shot short of Jack one time. Let's uh, not forget you know. Greg Norman and Faldo. Oh, oh gosh, Norman and Faldo. No, I can't. That was an awful day for me. I, I, cause I've always been a Greg Norman fan and, uh, man, that was a tough one to swallow right there. Indeed it was. So our, the, the latest revised schedule looks like we're going to just have a bucket load of golf coming into the fall which is a little ironic considering what the tour has been through over the last couple of years to get golf completed before football season but as you were mentioning the pga championship will be back in august uh talk about groundhog's day and the u.s <laughs> open <laughs> has been rescheduled for mid-september which that should be interesting uh, of course being played at iconic Wingfoot uh, outside of new york city so it's it's going to be interesting to see how uh, they manage all this yeah i'm so glad that they are rescheduling you know uh, uh, uh i I kind of find it weird that they're not having the open championship. I would have thought that uh, they would find some way to reschedule that. I really felt like they pulled the plug a little bit early on that one. Cause it's not till July. We could be in a whole different landscape by then, but I'm sure they just want to be safe. Um, my friends in San Francisco told me that, you know, before they pulled the plug on the May PGA championship, they were doing business as usual. Trucks were coming in and doing all kinds of deliveries and things like that. And now I'm so glad that they're able to keep that event in August and the weather will be fantastic there. But as far as the open championship, that's, that's the big boy that uh, we're not going to get back. And it's a shame uh, that they couldn't have, uh, you know, found a date for that one. Well, I read that they actually had pandemic insurance if you can oh, imagine there we go that makes sense and so um along with apparently wimbledon which you know has also canceled so uh, perhaps you know that was the final uh yes that made that made the decision a, a little bit uh i don't know easier but smarter in terms of being able to you know uh 
just focus on next year, which is was supposed to be the 150th anniversary. Yeah, well, I'm going to sell my Lloyds of London stock then, if that's the case, because they're taking a huge hit with Wimbledon and the Open Championship. So a uh, little uh, insider information there. Holly. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> um, so I also learned, Mark, that you were part of Jake Trout and the Flounders. Yes. Cover band yes. with uh, fellow professionals uh, Payne Stewart and Peter Jacobson. Yep, those were some really great days. Um you know, back in the, uh, the late 80s and then the late 90s, we kind of uh, had the hell freezes over to her like the Eagles. <laughs> we got back together and we did some really great gigs in our day. I mean, we, we actually, Hootie and the Blowfish opened for us one time at the World Cup when it was at Kiowa Island. We did a lot of really cool shows. Um, we did one with Glenn Fry and Vince Gill. Um and it was great. And, you know, those days really remind me of uh, when Payne Stewart was alive and we were all having a lot of fun. And those days are long gone. And I think about Payne all the time. He was just such a, a good dude, um, you know. And every time, uh, you know, the U.S. Open comes around, I think about him and, you know, making that putt at Pinehurst on Phil and, and not getting the chance to defend his championship at, at Pebble Beach. But, um, yeah, those are some fun days. And Peter Jacobson and I were always in touch. We're still, you know, um, uh, very friendly. He lives, he lives in southwest Florida along with me. He lives up at Benita Bay. and I live about 10 miles away from Peter. But uh, we still stay in close touch. Well, that is, believe it or not, one of my favorite uh, fun albums and we use it as our bridge music for my live show. So awesome! Uh, big, big fan of uh, of the flounders for sure. Yeah, well, uh, love the one you whiff. Yeah, exactly. Our, that's one of our songs. Oh my god! If if, uh, <laughs> if my listeners have never heard any of the uh, cuts, the, the the cover cuts with the golf flare, you need to look it up online or. Uh, you know, if you can find a CD still, are you, are you still selling them? CD listening? Uh, I think so. Peter, uh, we have a group called Trout Co. And they, they still sell them online, I believe. But uh, the funnest time was when we did the uh, the video to I Love to Play. And Peter got his friend Jack Lemon to come and participate in that. So it was it was a blast. Yeah, that was priceless. <laughs> Absolutely priceless. So um, you were mentioning that courses are open in uh, your neck of the woods in Naples. They still are, for yes. the most part, open here in Orlando in central Florida. Um, from what I hear, uh, the courses are very busy. I think, yes. it's, I think it's a great thing, don't you? I honestly do. They've taken necessary precautions. Um, you either carry your clubs or you can take an individual cart unless you're with your spouse or family member. Uh, the flag sticks, there's a no-touch flag stick rule. They have these cups that are in there now that the ball will only go down about an inch into the cup so you can retrieve it with your fingers and get it out. And uh, the, the clubhouse is basically closed except for the locker rooms. Uh, they still have food carry out. So every club is different, but ours is uh, still open for business. My kids are thankfully out there chasing it down almost every day when they finish their homeschool. 
Gotta love it. Gotta love it. So yeah. one sport that we know you can social distance, especially if you tend to hook or slice it. <laughs> Absolutely. The middle of the fairway is usually clean and green, you know? <laughs> uh, I know I have I know I have some friends that, uh, you know, the, the first time I see them is on the first tee, and the next time I see them is on the 10th tee. There you go. There you go. That well, makes it more fun. Mark, it was absolutely great to spend some time with you and um, tell my listeners how they can find you on Sirius Radio. Yes, on Wednesday nights, uh, I have a show with Bruce Murray, who is on NFL Radio. That's NFL uh, Sirius XM uh, Channel 88. Uh, PGA Tour Radio is, is Sirius 208 XM 92. I'll be on from uh, 4 to 5 on Wednesday nights, and then I do the pregame and the postgame shows on the weekends. Uh, as soon as we start golf up again, uh, I'll be back on the weekends. So. Uh, clean listening, listening to golf, no politics, Absolutely. just good, good golf and, and golf lessons and things like that. So thanks, Holly. It's awesome, been a pleasure Mark. being on with you. Thanks so much and stay okay, well. All the best. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye.